Benjamin Franklin said that there's nothing in this world that's certain except for death and taxes. But I'm certain there are many of you dreading doing your taxes, which is why I'm here to give you an easy organizing method for all those papers. Welcome to Cocktails in Containers, your source for organizing strategies perfectly paired with a cocktail. And now, here's your host, who knows if you're happy and you know it, you've probably had a cocktail, Christy Lingo. Hello and welcome back to Cocktails and Containers. Today we are talking taxes in everything from the cocktail to the organizing tips. No joke. There is actually a cocktail called the Income Tax Cocktail, which I'm sure anyone who's ever tackled their complicated return on their own can appreciate. I want to give you an easy categorizing method for your tax documentation, and this is the same method that I use with my clients. I'm happy to report that one of my clients turned his taxes in for the first time in 25 years after we started using this system. So that's proof that this system works. Now, I'm not an accountant or a tax professional, so if you have any questions or complicated situations, be sure to talk to those people first. This is just an easy organizing method to house your documents while you gather information for you or your tax preparer, or a place for you to collect those papers throughout the year so you don't spend a lot of time looking for those documents when tax time rolls around next year. But first, before we dive into all that tax document organizing fun, I want to say welcome to anyone who is new or returning to the Cocktails and Containers family. My name is Christy Lingo. I'm a professional organizing mom productivity coaching podcasting mom to two boys who wants you to do more of what you love with who you love. And how might you do that? By organizing and simplifying your life. That's how. I promise you that when you declutter the things and the commitments that clutter your home and calendar, you have a chance to spend more time with your loved ones doing the activities that you love to do. And that is why I created this podcast for you. I want to give a quick shout out to iTunes listener Clara Gurmalova from Great Britain who left this review. Love this Really great podcast. My favorite so far were the episodes about clutter-free gift ideas and goal setting. The short summary of the main ideas at the end of each episode is super helpful. Thank you. And thank you, Clara, for listening. I'd love to hear feedback from any of the listeners out there because I truly want to use this platform to give you the organizing and simplifying tips that will help you and your family. So if you leave a review, just like Clara, you might hear yours on an upcoming episode. Another quick thing, the February step-by-step organizing checklist was just released exclusively for my Patreon community. Join the community and you can download this worksheet as well as join me for monthly goal-setting chats, an ebook featuring the cocktail recipes from the first four seasons of the podcast, and a seasonal book club live chat. This winter, our book club book is Clutter Free with Kids by Joshua Becker, which is packed full of great ideas on how to simplify your family life and really focus on what matters to you and your family. 
to grab your worksheets and join me for the chats, you can join my Patreon community for just $4 a month at patreon.com slash cocktails and containers. And before we chat organizing your paperwork, let's have a cocktail. Today's income tax cocktail dates back to the 1920s. It's a variation on a classic cocktail called the Bronx Cocktail, only you add a few shakes of bitters. Perhaps that's an ode to the bitterness of tax preparation. Insert rim shot. There are several versions of this cocktail floating around on the internet, but this particular version was featured on The Kitchen. For one serving, you'll combine one and a half ounces of gin, a quarter ounce of dry vermouth, a quarter ounce of sweet vermouth, one ounce of orange juice, and one dash of Angostura bitters. Combine all of that in a cocktail shaker with ice and shake vigorously. Strain into a cocktail glass and garnish with an orange twist. Remember, you can pick up the recipe for this income tax cocktail or another cocktail of your choice for you on tax day by visiting the show notes, which are available at podcast.cocktailsandcontainers.com. So now let's dive into our tax paperwork tips. I totally get why so many people feel overwhelmed or unprepared when it comes to their tax paperwork. I mean, it used to be so easy when we were in our early 20s when it was just one form and you would fill it out and you would turn it in and you would get a check back. But now you have kids or a business or investments. You might have multiple incomes or childcare costs or charitable contributions. Or maybe you've had major medical expenses over the past year. There is a lot of paperwork involved with doing your taxes. But I have a system that can help you keep everything straight, give you a place to collect the paperwork throughout the year, and make it easier to do your taxes or gather what you need for your preparer. And to make it even easier for you to put your tax box together, I've created a checklist with the supplies that you need, what categories to make, and what goes into each category. Couldn't be easier, right? You can pick up your free worksheet by visiting taxes.cocktailsandcontainers.com. And just a quick reminder that this is about organizing the paperwork you have. As to the specifics of what you should keep or not, be sure to discuss that with your tax professional or an attorney. The first thing that I recommend you doing is to pick some sort of vessel to contain your paperwork. Now, depending on how much stuff you typically collect, it could be anything from a file wallet with the little tabs for each one of the categories to a file box or banker's box that you can put file folders or hanging folders in. You could even use something like a plastic shoebox with little envelopes inside if you don't feel like you have a ton of documents and receipts that you collect throughout the year. Since all the documents are rolling in right now, take a look at what you are collecting for your 2019 taxes, and that can help you determine how big of a container you would need for your taxes going forward. Second, you want to pick a place to put your tax box so that it's almost in your way. This way, you can't justify not putting away the receipts or the documents that you want to keep in the right place when you have them in your hand. It's so easy to lose these pieces of documentation, especially if it's summer or fall and you're not exactly thinking about tax season. And it can be a real headache to try to track down these expenses when you go to do your taxes the following year. 
So make it as easy as possible for yourself to drop that charitable contribution letter, the thrift store receipt, your real estate tax statements, and so on. Once we have a container and a home for the container, we need to create categories for your documents. This is going to make it easier for you to decide what goes where and also whoever is doing your taxes will be able to find the documents that they need easier. I developed these five categories based on the basic needs for myself and my clients. There is a possibility that you would need to add more, but in most cases, these standard five categories will work. The first folder you need to create is for income. This is any money coming into the house, whether it's from your job, from alimony, from lottery winnings, from babysitting, from dog walking, investment dividends, you get it. Any documentation or receipts from money that comes into the house that you will need to pay taxes on would go into the income section, folder, or envelope. Next, you need a folder for donations and charitable contributions. This section is for the documentation of the money that you give to charity in the form of cash or check, but also for any of those donations that you make to places like Goodwill, Salvation Army, Veterans of America, and so on. You want to create an itemized and valuated receipt when you drop off those donations, especially if you're a homeowner, because those donations can contribute to your tax deductions. And let me talk really quick about that valuated donation list. If you're doing some major decluttering, meaning you're donating over $500 of goods, you want to make sure you keep an itemized list of your donations. And it does need to be fairly specific. For instance, you can't just write clothing or kitchen stuff or toys in an amount. It needs to be something like long sleeve shirts and the number or jeans and the number. Once you have a number, you need to assign a value to the items. Most larger charities with thrift stores will have a sheet that you can use to help value your items. And I'll also link to one that I really like to use from Anderson Financial Services in the show notes. It's super detailed and has pretty much anything you could possibly think of donating on there or at least something like it. And if you don't feel like going and looking up a list, think of it this way. The value of the item is no more than 30% of the original value in excellent unworn condition. So even if that shirt still has the tags on it, it's not worth what you're paying for. You're looking for the thrift value. So never more than 30%, and that is top of the line, excellent, unworn, unused condition. One last little tidbit, if you're donating over $5,000 worth of stuff, you will need to have an appraisal done in order to write off the full amount. Don't just load up the minivan and haul it all away if you have a large amount of stuff or high ticket items. Make a list and start to evaluate it. If you see that you are reaching that $5,000 limit, be sure to get an appraisal from a licensed appraiser so you can deduct the full donation value. So in review, any documentation of cash donations or charitable contributions are going to go into the donations folder or section of your tax box. Next up, let's talk about medical documentation. 
This is where any of the doctor's or medical bills that you've paid throughout the year will go. Or receipts from your copay would go into this category if you're able to write off your medical expenses as a tax deduction. One note on what year you deduct your medical expenses. You'll deduct the medical expenses the year you pay for them, not the year that they occurred. So say, for instance, you had a baby in October of 2019, but the bills didn't start coming in until January of 2020. The medical expenses that you paid starting in January of 2020 will go on your 2020 tax return, not the 2019 one. Basically, if you have a question about what year you can deduct the medical expense, look at the date on the check or the credit card receipt that you use to pay this particular medical expense. The year on your payment documentation is the year that you write off that expense. Next, we have any sort of taxes that you paid or prepaid for the year. Anything like receipts from real estate taxes, or if you're a business owner like me and you pay quarterly taxes, this section is where you put the receipt of that payment. This is also where you would put the receipt or record if you made any prepayments on your taxes the previous year for this year's taxes. And finally, as much as I hate to suggest it, you need a miscellaneous file. As an organizer, I typically steer clear of suggesting miscellaneous or dump files because you literally have no idea what is in there. But since we know that these are our tax files, we'll have a vague idea that anything in this particular miscellaneous file is going to have something to do with our taxes. And we know it isn't going to be something that has to do with our income, our charitable donations, our medical payments, or tax payments that we've made. So it kind of narrows down what would actually go into this miscellaneous file. The fact is, there may be certain situations that you have that the average person doesn't have, or maybe tax documentation that you need that only requires one or two pieces of paper. And you don't really need to dedicate an entire file folder to a couple of sheets of paper. So even though it makes me cringe a little to not give something a very specific category in the interest of keeping this filing system simple so you'll actually use it, I say that anything that doesn't fit into those first four categories goes here. Things like student loan interest documentation or child care deduction information like your sitter's or provider's tax ID numbers. As you start to pull together your documentation for this year, think of anything you need but that only has a few pieces of paper as documentation. Those are the things that you'd put into this miscellaneous file. And as I said before, if you have a tax preparer or an accountant, or even if you use a service like TurboTax to prepare your taxes, check with them to see if they have any additional categories that they would suggest for you and your specific tax information. The most important takeaway from today's episode is that you have created a specific location to collect the information you need to prepare your taxes. You have a dedicated container in a specific location that's easy to locate and you remember where it is. You have files to put your documentation in that are labeled income, donations, medical expenses, taxes paid, and miscellaneous. 
And now, when you go to do your taxes or gather everything you need for your tax preparer next year, it will be a breeze. Like I always say, organizing is about collecting the items you need quickly and efficiently, and this system definitely helps you do exactly that. Remember, if you'd like a list of the materials and the step-by-step directions laid out in today's episode, you can grab my simple tax document organizing checklist by visiting taxes.cocktailsandcontainers.com. And for today's cocktail recipe, links to the Patreon community, or to search past episodes, you can visit my show notes, which are available at podcast.cocktailsandcontainers.com. Be sure to subscribe so you can hear all of the organizing and simplifying tips I have for your family each week to help you do more of what you love with who you love. And speaking of love, our next two episodes will feature someone that I truly love, my good friend and minimalism coach, Rose Lounsbury. Since we're almost to Valentine's Day, Rose and I will discuss how to organize when you and your loved one don't see eye to eye And the following week, we'll talk about getting your loved ones on board to help you organize in your home. Rose is amazing and full of tips for your family, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of her tips. And until next week, may all of your things be tidy and all of your cocktails strong. Cheers! Cheers!